Welcome back to the Inside Out Insider Podcast. My name is Jorge. I am the youth pastor at Inside Out at CBCB. And today with me for our fourth podcast, I have Emily here. Hi, guys. This is Emily. Hey. Well, thank you for being here, uh, Emily. Uh, Before we get started, I kind of wanted to ask you, how's your day been? It's been good. Right now, I am on my off week for school, so I've been just relaxing, um, trying to clean my room. (laughs) Um, But yeah, things have been pretty good. Good. Yeah, I'm also on my off week. Uh, We go to the same school, so that's just kind of how those (laughs) things go. Um, But yeah, it's been a good week without without homework and all those sorts of things. So how have you been keeping yourself busy this week? Um, I have been spending time with you. <laughs> um, for those of y'all that don't know, Jorge and I are dating. So um, we've been hanging out and I've been spending time with family. Um, yeah, just really relaxing because whenever school is going on, I get really overwhelmed with how much homework we have. So I've just really been taking this this week to really um, wind down. And you're you're getting pretty far in, in your education. You're getting your master's right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am just about to finish my first year in my master's program at Liberty University in clinical mental health counseling. So after this spring semester is over, I should hopefully, fingers crossed, be starting my practicum and internship. Oh man, so you're you're like right on the tail end of all of it. Yes. <laughs> well, good. I am also getting pretty close to being done. I have uh, five more classes and hopefully will be graduating uh, this coming August, which I am very excited for. But I guess since we're already on the topic of how our weeks have been going, we're already talking about a little bit about our lives. We're going to switch the layout of this podcast a little bit. And usually we do this towards the end, but let's just go ahead and do this now. For the person listening to this podcast, what is one interesting thing about you that you could share with, with the person listening? Let's see. Something interesting that I could share. Yeah. We'll do the fun stuff okay. right now. The, all the interesting facts. Whenever I was eight years old, I was in a swim meet in Powell, Wyoming. And apparently there's not a lot of good swimmers in Wyoming. And so over the summer, whenever I was competing, I was staying at my grandma's house. They put me on a little team. And the elementary and middle school swimmers were just so bad that I could not compete against them. So I competed against their high school swimmers, and I actually won the swim meet against high schoolers as an 8-year-old. So you were an 8-year-old competing with high schoolers? Yes, in Powell, I think that's how you say it, Wyoming. And so you couldn't you couldn't train with these young like this kids the same age as you. No, whenever I was practicing with them in the pool, I was with the older kids. Huh? As well, a eight year old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay. Um, I guess it's my turn to share an interesting fact. Yours is a lot cooler than mine. I, I too did. Uh, sw- I did compete, you know, in swimming leagues when I was younger. Uh, also around the same age, you know, six, five to seven, five to eight years old. Uh, and there was one instance that I remember specifically from, from that time of me competing as a swimmer. And it's not really a good one. Um, like you, I was at a, I was at a swim meet and my brother was competing. Who's three years older than me. And I was cheering him on by the poolside. And I specifically remember my parents saying, Hey, you'll be careful because I was jumping around in, 
you know, cheering on my brother. And the next thing I knew, I felt my foot slip the edge of the pool and in I went, in the deep end. <laughs> now, this was a year before I, like, really started competing and could really swim well at all. So my dad, in full work clothes, attire, because he was about to go to work after this competition, jumped into the pool, watched oh phone and everything, and had to save me from that pool. Your poor dad. It was, I mean, I don't really remember it all that much. It was worse for my parents, I'm sure, and I'm sure it was very embarrassing because I was, I was, you know, like not doing well. I was drowning, and my dad had to swim and save me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll make that the code word or the code saying. And for those of you guys who do not know, the code saying what it can do for you if you DM it slash text it to Emily or myself or DM it to Inside Out CBCB. It can get you a free shirt exclusive to this podcast. It's not a shirt you can buy at our youth group. It's not a shirt you can buy at our church. It is a shirt specifically made for the people who answer to this podcast and make sure that they send in the code. So you can send in this to our Instagram. Emily is a good swimmer and Jorge was a bad swimmer. <laughs> if you send that to our Instagram, which is inside out CBCB, and you are the first two people that do that, you will get an exclusive yes. Inside Out podcast shirt. So with that being said, we got all the interesting, fun things out of the way. We are going to go right into the story. Emily, you have gotten to be a speaker at Inside Out not too long ago. What did you get to speak about? So we recently talked about Abraham and Sarah. And if you were at Inside Out that Wednesday, it was me and my mentor, Haley, um, and basically I'm just going to kind of go over a little bit of what the story was, and then we can dive into some questions that will allow us to dive deeper and hopefully learn something from the story. So at the beginning, there was a monument that was being built in order to reach the heavens to show how great the people were. And God saw that people were gathering together to honor themselves instead of him. And so he gave people different languages and made it harder for them to come together in rebellion. And so um, then a couple of generations later, God established a special relationship with a man named Abram. And so they made a covenant, which basically a covenant is an agreement or a promise between two people. And God told Abram, I want you to leave your country and your family and go to a land that I will show you. And basically this land um, was going to make Abram the father of a great nation. And God said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. So this was a great promise. Um, but God also said that the entire earth will be blessed through your descendants, meaning that Abram and his wife Sarai were going to have kids. But there was kind of a big issue because Abram and Sarai have not been able to have kids. And at this time, Abram was about 75 and Sarai was about 65, which is kind of old. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then God led Abram and his family, being Sarai, to a land called Canaan. Am I saying that correct? Yeah, you know, Canaan. And um, God made them the promise saying, okay, look as far as you can. And in every direction that you see, I'm giving this land to you and your descendants. 
And so time passed and Abram and Sarah still had not had a kid. So they started to get impatient and they're like, you know, what? we're just going to take things into our own hands. And um, Sarai and Abram agreed to go to their servant, Hagar, and have her become a surrogate just because they were getting impatient. Well, then later, the relationship between Hagar and Sarai, it became really bad um, and it just it was not going good. So then Abram was 99 at this point. And God came to him and said, I am the mighty God. Serve me with your entire life and live purely. I will keep my covenant, which we looked back at what a covenant, and that's a promise. So he's saying, I will keep my promise with you and for many generations to come. So he named, he changed Abram's name to Abraham, which means father of many nations. And then he changed Sarah's name to Sarah, which means mother of many nations. Very soon she will be blessed with a son, and then God told them that you will name your son Isaac. So this to Abraham and Sarah was crazy, and they, they laughed in disbelief at God's promise. And Abraham was like, okay, well, how can I become a father at 100 years old? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And then Sarah was like, how can I have a baby when I'm almost 90? And Sarah thought, how could a worn-out woman like me have a baby? My husband's even older than I am. So then... Um, surely enough, a year later, exactly as God had said, Sarah gave birth to their first son, naming him Isaac, which means laughter. Then the birth of Isaac was the beginning of God's fulfilling promise that he made to Abraham. Man. So we see like a lot of things happening in this story. Um, gosh, well, first off, thank you for recapping the story for us. Let's start, let's start from here, right? Let's look at the, the relationship that we see in the story. What was God's relation, like, relationship with Abraham like? It seemed like they had a pretty close relationship. Um, God went to Abraham, and Abraham, I feel like Abraham was fairly trusting in God, even though that they kind of wanted to take it into their own hands and have a surrogate. Like, he didn't just walk away from God and be like, Okay, forget it. Abraham was just like, okay, well, when are you going to fulfill this promise? I'm getting older. So maybe there was some doubt, but I think that their relationship was still fairly good. The relationship was still there. Yeah. And I guess, like, you could even compare that, you know, his his doubts may have even come from an excited place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure he was excited to have a kid uh, and same with his wife, but in having to wait and all that excitement, I'm sure all of that together started to create that doubt. Yeah. Um, And we see Abraham begin to struggle uh, specifically with God's promise where in the story? Um, Just kind of that he was promised that he was going to have this land. It was going to be given to his descendants. And time and time goes on. I mean, this started when he was, what, like 75, I think. And then he's 100 years old, finally. And he has a kid. Like, that's a long time. And compared to now, I mean, I think people even get frustrated when they have a promise that God gives is telling them. And they're like, okay, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? But I think, like, their relationship with God kind of mirrors the stories that we've read um, in the past few podcasts with um, Adam and Eve. God comes and he, he walks with them. He talks with them. He tells them these things. And even they want to kind of take things into their own hands. And that's very similar to what Abraham and Sarah did. 
whenever they wanted to get a surrogate, they wanted to try to take things into their own hands, but ultimately God's plan is um, better. Yeah. So we, we see, like you said, we see them get tired of waiting. Like they're just, they're just over it. They just want to take it into their own hands. I mean, in the story, I think, I think you maybe went over them being, you know, 75 and like you said, it's a long time to be waiting on a promise. I mean, this isn't 10 years. It's definitely not 10 days, you know, with Amazon that we have nowadays, I mean, you could get something in in a week, and if it's a week from Amazon, we think that's a long time. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to imagine waiting all of these years for a promise. I think it would be hard not to have doubts uh, about God's promise. Um, and with that, I mean, was it right of them, do you think? And, and not, I don't want to give, like, the, the, the yes or no answer of, like, no, it wasn't right of them. But, like, really, truly, do you think it was right of them to maybe try a different way? I don't necessarily think it was right of them, but I think because we live in the world, a lot of times we don't believe in the thing that God promises us. I mean, they waited 25 years, which I'm 22. That's longer than I've even been alive. That is a very long time. That is a long time. Yeah. Um, I think that just comes with patience. And yes, I think Abraham believed in the promise, but the patience was just something that was a struggle. And, you know, and for my own self, thinking about this question, you know, was it right of them? Who should be the one deciding what happens in, in my life or in reference to this story in their lives? I think I think I want to say, right, that God is the one who should be the, you know, making the ultimate decision in my life and in Abraham's life. Um, but whether or not I truly feel that way, I think I think it can vary because of those doubts. You know, and, and oftentimes I, I'm brought back to uh, a place of like, yeah, I think I've gone a, a while of just trusting my own self, of thinking that I should be the one making plans for my own life today, you know, with college, with, you know, where am I going to go after college? Where am I going to live? What am I going to do? Do I need this? Do I need that? Um, and then I get brought back to, man, I think I forget just how good God is at having a plan for my life that I forget that, especially yeah. with all the doubts. Um, but I guess for you, like, how does that play in your life? Like who usually decides that in your life? Like, how do you deal with that? Well, I think a lot of time we want to put our trust into other people. And I think maybe why Abraham and Sarah maybe were not as trusting is because the people in their life may have let them down. I think we experience a lot of people in our life that we put our trust in and people promise things, but no one can fully fulfill a promise except for God. Mm. Man, I, I, I think you're right. And like even more to the point of what you were just saying of trusting people and being let down, I feel like oftentimes I want to trust things that I can see immediate, mm -hmm. you know, results. I know it's working and it's easy to trust when something's working when I can see it. Well, because I can physically tell, okay, there's progress being made. But when it's the opposite, it's something that I can't see the results. I can't see the, the forward progress. I think it becomes way harder for me to be okay, you know, sitting back, laying in bed, or, you know, not thinking about those thoughts of like, is something working? Is Are things happening? Is God doing something in this time that I'm just sitting here and not doing anything? Because, and I've shared this with our students, Emily, I, I have to be very conscious of this because when there's an issue, I immediately become, instead of a trusting person in the sense of, I trust that things are going to be okay. I immediately become the, the person who says, I can go and fix that right now. 
because I can, I can go and take care of that. And it becomes really difficult uh, for me to, to say, you know, I'm okay with sitting here and being patient and trusting God. Mm-hmm. I think it's tough. I think it's tough. Do you have any advice for, for myself or anybody else uh, with that issue of just being still sitting quietly and trusting God? I think once you have a relationship with Jesus, and this is not more so advice, but just kind of like my personal um, view on this, but whenever I'm going through something that's really hard, I'm like, okay, God, I trust you. I'm kind of just like throwing in all my cards because there's certain things that I cannot control. And I like once I've gone through this whole thing that I've been through, and I can look back and see, wow, okay, God, God really fulfilled these promises. He came in, saved the day. I feel so much better being able to look back on that thing that at the moment I was so lost and I did not know where God was going to come in and make things better. Mm-hmm. Man. And so to wrap this up, you know, put a bow on it. We are going through this series where we're looking at primarily Old Testament stories and our whole goal is to look at the Old Testament so- story, excuse me, and see how it points to Jesus down the road. In one, I guess, summary or an answer uh, that you could give, how do you think we see Jesus in this story? And I mean, I know for me, the way I've been seeing Jesus in this story is, I think, just having to have that faith, that trust, the promise that these, you know, that there is something good for, for, you know, for God and his people. You know, the promise that was made was not something that fell flat. Although it took a while, I still think that that, that time that it took was, was calculated. It was a perfect amount of time that God wanted to wait and therefore making it a perfect promise that was fulfilled. And I think that points down the line to Jesus and see you know how that plays a role in, in my life and in everybody else's life, the people in the story. There was still a perfectly calculated plan for Jesus to come. The promise was fulfilled and things were still carried out by God. Yeah. And also I was thinking about it. One of the things that God told Abram at the very beginning is that the earth will be blessed through your descendants, Mm. which Jesus is a descendant of Abraham. Hmm. Dang. So it's kind of giving us a little hint, a little, uh, almost like a little sneak peek, if you will, Mm -hmm. man. Well, Emily, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast again and sharing your talk and going over this one with me. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. And I hope y'all learned something from this story and that this wasn't just another story. That's just a story in the Bible, but something that can teach us more about God and his character and the people that he had relationships with. Yeah. And so as we wrap this up, if you're wondering how you can get to Inside Out, one, uh, our times for Inside Out are are on Wednesdays from 7 to 830 that is for high school, and they're on Sundays during the 11.15 a.m. service, and that is for middle school. So middle school is on Sundays, high school is on Wednesdays, um, and if you're wondering where you can get all of this information at, where you can follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at InsideOutCBCB, and if you're wondering, hey, what was that one thing I needed to send in for that free shirt? It's right here. It is Emily's a good swimmer and Jorge was a bad swimmer. Send that in. You're the first two people. You can get a free shirt. But thank you so much, Emily, and we will see you guys on the next one. See ya. Bye. I asked my child.